You're listening to Redemption Cast Season 4, Episodes 19 and 20, The Magic Bullet and Sacrifice. The search for Fred intensifies, but when she finally helps Team Angel see the light, or the maggots, they're forced to hide in the sewers from Deuce X Bug Monsters! Angel's a vampire who has a soul and he's glad to see ya. He fights the darkness with Wesley Lord Fred Gunn and that babe Cordelia. He lives at Hyperion Hotel and still grooms with that Nancy boy hairdresser. Angel's a vampire and this is his show. Vampires can't really get pregnant. So folks, S-O-D. Ew. I'm Robin. (laughs) I'm Stephanie. I'm Kimberly. I'm Illyrio. And my name was Matt, but I recently changed it to Jasmine. Oh, oh, I'm Jasmine hello. too. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, fun fact, those were real maggots. The trivia oh, yeah? has begun immediately, podcasters <laughs> and podcaster listeners. <laughs> so were they were they real maggots in the previous episodes too? She doesn't know she didn't listen to the commentary for the way she did. I'm assuming that it, it was, the, yeah. Uh, probably, yeah. Jeffrey Bell wrote shot. and directed The Magic Bullet, and Steph listened to the commentary for me, so. And, oh my god, he's so dry. He's so, <laughs> like, monotoned and not funny. <laughs> but so, Bless so his heart. I was skeptical about an entire episode of Angel dedicated to juicing. Uh, <laughs> and making not CDs. just juicing. <laughs> it chops. Um, it slices. It dices. <laughs> it doesn't slice. <laughs> but it does chop. I thought it was going to be about the lone gunman's uh, easing. So yeah, those guys. <laughs> Remember them? <laughs> hey, uh, we should say uh, if if Amy Acker is watching live on uh, YouTube, happy birthday, Amy Acker! Happy birthday, Amy Acker! Happy, happy birthday, birthday Amy! I'll talk to you later. I did. <laughs> I did at you. You didn't at me back, but uh, you know. We love you. Rude. We love you. I like her more. Um, so, so Danny Woodburn is my favorite. Oh, I yes. love him on Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, there's no one like Danny Woodburn. And I was so happy he was in this episode. That scene was the best. Uh, and when he starts trying to eat Fred, I cackled with laughter. <laughs> it was so awesome. It was so great. It was such a funny... I don't know where moment in such a high tension episode. Yeah. Uh, it caught me yeah. off guard and I adored it. It was wonderful. Mm. My least favorite scene in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, start. Of course, you know, we do need to mention uh, another guest star, uh, which I wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Fischler. This guy. <laughs> Fischler. Fischler. Who's Who? that guy? He was, was on, he? Um, he was on some fan fiction of Twin Peaks, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Fan fiction of Twin Peaks. Oh, oh, the yeah, the guy who was yeah, him. He also uh, uh, took away uh, Suliet from us. Hashtag Suliet. Never forget. Um, 
What? Night night. I've forgotten Sawyer and Juliet. Oh mm. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he was in Lost. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, lots of stuff. Yeah. Mulholland Drive. Who are we Drive. talking about? Did I watch the same episode? The, the owner. Conspiracy. The, owner. the conspiracy. Oh, gotcha. That guy. Enough said. Anytime he shows up, I'm like, ugh. Um, do you have? Wait, why? Why I like him? Because he always plays a jerk. And yeah, he does. Yeah, but he's very interesting. Face. Mm. Maybe he's typecast. Uh, More of a ferret, I think. <laughs> Patrick, if you're watching, sorry. Um, happy birthday! <laughs> you're some sort of rodent or marsupial, possibly. <laughs> and uh, Steph, you don't have this fact from the commentary because I got it from like trivia, but. I guess Jeffrey Bell said during the commentary that one of the deciding factors of choosing Patrick for the role of Ted was that he knew how to say MK Ultra correctly. M and K are pronounced as individual letters, not as Mick. Correct. What? Mick Ultra? Mick Ultra. <laughs> what? Uh, so I guess those auditions must have went well. <laughs> I'm going to say it Mick Ultra from now on. <laughs> Uh, this is Jeffrey Bell's first experience as a director. Uh, he says, what's the word uh, about how he felt direct? Uh, terrifying, he says. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we, we should start right at the beginning. I mean, the Beach Boys opening. Come on. <laughs> it was awesome. Like I was waiting for when it was going to cut out <laughs> and then someone was going to jump out. <laughs> and stop it. And I was like, oh, this is going on a little too long. And then boom. Okay, there you go. There's free ice cream. Crosswalks are observed and cheered on. Like everybody's happy about obeying traffic rules. It's it's utopia. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have, uh, you know, super secret agent Fred averting the Jasminites by like switching jackets. Um, And by just telling the reason this freaks me out is because, yes, this is. It's utopian and everything is good, but it's, you know, the, it's not good. It's, you know what I'm trying to it say? It looks pretty good to me. It looks pretty good to me right now. I would <laughs> gladly trade Trump for Jasmine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> with, with our prime minister basically doing exactly what Jasmine did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, got everybody fooled. Everybody loves him. Mr. Selfie, Mr. Chewbacca socks. Uh-huh. Oh, Mr. yeah, I got to order my calendar by Justin. <laughs> enjoy enjoy the countdown. Maybe somebody to, will get it for me for Christmas. Enjoy the countdown to uh, the um, commoditization of everything. Yeah. I thought Justin I was care. Trudeau. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Can I leave now? <laughs> No, you're free to go at any time. You are not a captain. <laughs> no, it's not like I have a horrible, button that's going to lock the, the door. You know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Steph, I thought you were joking when you when you. I know. It I was sounds like, what? Like a, yeah, it sounds like a joke. Um, but, here's the deal. Now, Wait, parenthesis. To be fair, Someone had to install that. that. Yeah. True. What's, okay. what's his justification for it? Exactly. Oh, yeah. We need the justification. But also, like... Well, didn't um, didn't Ron Swanson have a button in his office that did the same thing? <laughs> yeah, but he uses it to lock people out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very but Matt Lauer 
says that some things in that article were true and some things were not true. Mm. So he's admitting to some things, but some things weren't weren't mm. true. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so therefore it casts doubt on everything. Yes, mm. Mm. disheartening. Mm. Anyways, back to uh, Angel. Uh, I love the whole jacket switch thing, um, and I love how the, awesome. how they how they you know they stop this girl with the jacket and she's like oh jasmine she said jasmine wanted me to have it (laughs) (laughs) it's like people are pretty gullible i thought how how are they going to justify this switcheroo because i'm like if some rando who was running past me just said put this on i'd be like uh no but if you say but she said jasmine wants her to have it i know and And i was like okay okay this is utopia somebody (laughs) jasmine makes it so people just hand me stuff off the streets Yay! <laughs> I, I exactly. Uh, my next note is: I wish they did new opening credits just for this episode. You know, I mean the the Beach Boys <laughs> montage yeah. is great, but it would have been great if it was just like starring Gina Torres, <laughs> just like uh, the Jonathan alternate universe yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that would have been good. Yeah. Cheap missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are flooding the hotel, and uh, holy cow! Mm-hmm. It's like a commune. This guy tries mm-hmm. trading his house in just for a room near Jasmine, like in the same building. Yeah. Uh, Jasmine's like charming everybody, talking in Spanish, talking in, talking in Chinese. I said, oh, I was thinking, oh, Gina Torres probably has a lot of training in uh, Chinese or Mandarin, whatever she spoke because of Firefly. Mandarin. <laughs> no, Mandarin. she actually, she did, she couldn't get that right and they had to fix it in post. Oh, really? But yeah, I'm sure the Spanish, right. yeah, I'm sure the Spanish was very easy for because she's Cuban. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just the mustache quote. <clears throat> and uh, I just imagine this guy's like, I am never shaving off this mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine likes it. Uh, so, yeah, we start seeing Jasmine inviting people up the stairs with her. And uh, Oh, they're so lucky. So, lucky. so question for the noobs. Yep. Obviously, you probably suspected something was wrong, but did you have a specific idea in mind of what she was doing with those people, or did you like guess, oh, she's eating them? I assumed she was taking them upstairs for sex. I thought she was consuming them somehow. I just didn't know if she was eating them, or if she was like taking their blood, or if she was like... Absorbing their energy. Yeah, something... Strange, I knew it was a Bruin because they went upstairs, but they never came back down. Yeah, they're not so being carted exactly off. What I just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not being carted <laughs> off to the hospital, you know. So they're not doing. She's not doing what Glory did, you know, <laughs> like no. taking their minds. Um. So we have Fred going to this bookstore, and that's where we see Patrick Fischler as Ted, and um. He's got a he's got a book making mind control work for you, and that he's trying to um, beam the love of Jasmine up to the what the, like the satellites that are. <laughs> uh, yeah, like he's still a conspiracy theorist, even though he's under Jasmine's spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So it's weird. Still anybody's quote. Um, does anybody have yeah, a quote from him? He knows the government is still spying on 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 him, but he just doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And yeah, I do have a quote from him. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. 
Well, that's not the quote I have, but mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Buffy Summers in the chat asks, are you saying there's some sort of connection between Jasmine and Glory? <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. Never gets Never old. Never gets old. <laughs> By the way, Always I want fun. to express my wholehearted apology and feel some public shame for the fact that I am only now realizing that that was Zach Wilde. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zach Wild, um, Zach famous Wild. guitar player, played with Ozzy Osbourne's band <laughs> for many years. Um, holy crap! Okay, cool. Sorry, Zach. I had Happy birthday! About. Yes. Cor- yeah, they said they had to keep the kids away from Zach Wild. Oh, mm-hmm. be- be- because he was foul mouthed. It wasn't because. Uh- <laughs> yeah, he wasn't touching them. He was just. Yeah, he was just being a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that whole thing where Lauren puts on a whole well, – he's doing his hourly Jasmine report and then it's like open mic night and everybody's going to be paying their uh, respects to Jasmine through song or whatever. Um, I wrote down Steve Holt for some reason. I think there's somebody who was very Steve Holtish <laughs> in there. Hmm. But Connor and Angel were singing together. They were singing Mandy, but they were saying uh, Jasmine. That was so funny. Yeah, well, what's great about this episode is Angel and Connor have a good relationship for the first time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have such a great thing in common as just being completely devoted to Jasmine. (laughs) Yeah. So that little kid's name was Lenford? (laughs) Really? What the fuck? (laughs) He was a kid Lenford. (laughs) Monsters. Yeah. It was like Lenford Ditweiler or some awful. Oh yeah, Jeffrey Bell. He, it was somebody he knew, and the twins that they referenced. It was twins that he went to high school with. You know, it's just one of those typical. You write an episode and you use names mm-hmm. from your from your life. <clears throat> well, for those of you watching the video, yes, Steph is trapped in the vent that you see when she speaks. <laughs> the vent. Oh. I just have no way to uh, hold it up, and it falls over and then crashes into the floor. And I'm just waiting for uh, ceiling cat. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that cat's so cute! (laughs) (laughs) Every time I see it, I'm like, "Oh, I forgot how cute you were." Oh, you forgot you didn't name your cat Jasmine, like uh, the lady in this episode. Oh, we should have. Uh, We're gonna. No, her name is Diana. Is she dirty? No. Dirty Diana! No. (laughs) She's named after a princess, you (laughs) perv. Thought it was the Michael Jackson song. Sorry. Um, But, oh, yeah, this whole cult, you know, with, with Lauren giving the Jasmine update and the singing and the kumbayas. Oh, it's just so... Icky. Uh, I wrote Jasmine, the, the queen of all so media. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, she's taken over the media just like Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Just like Mussolini. Just like Lenin. Just like Stalin. I like seeing all these extras. I like all the outdoor stuff, all the LA street scene stuff. It's They're spending some money here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, minor spoilers for next season, but get used to it because next season looks cheap in comparison. <laughs> oh. WB is like, oh yeah, I guess we'll keep you around for another year. 
But we're cutting your budget just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, over at Smallville, and because I was not, you know, comparing the shows, but Jeffrey Bell had to bring up Smallville. When he, uh, you know, when Jasmine brought the people into the room <laughs> and the uh, motorcycle guy, the, like, 40-year-old guy starts taking mm-hmm. his clothes off, and, were, and Jeffrey Bell was like, yeah, that's what we do over here. If you want to see the buff hot guys go over to Smallville. So then I started thinking about the two shows and comparing the two shows and the lighting for Smallville is so much better. It's just, <laughs> it just looks so much better. Yeah. Well, I like these, uh, these episodes of Fred on the run and out in LA. Cause it just makes the show seem so much bigger. And mm-hmm. even in season one of angel, when the episodes, like the scripts were bad, I always thought that the show, like the universe of Buffy and Angel just felt like a bigger universe because it was yeah. in L.A. And um, so, yeah, I have a little problem with next season feeling just a little smaller. Yeah. In scope. Mm-hmm. They shot on Van Nuys. Uh, Mona stood there smoking whether they were filming or not. Mona? Who's the Mona? Lady, the lady that was standing at the, uh, at the hotel... Just outside of the hotel, <laughs> oh, She's in my notes, I just call her Scary Old Bag. <laughs> yeah, her name's Mona. And she like ripped, <laughs> tried to rip uh, Amy's arm off and she walked by. Then the guy who, the driver, he was an old Hollywood stuntman, Jack Gill. Of course, Jack Gill. That's a old-timey Hollywood name. And he, uh, they set him on fire three times. <laughs> that's it. That was a cool effect. Yeah, yeah, that was great. The hotel that Fred is staying at is the same one that was used uh, in Memento. Ooh, so. it's such a seedy looking motel. Yeah. Oh, oh, the movie Memento. Uh, Memento. I'm trying to say it correctly. Yeah. Memento. I'm, I'm trained <laughs> to say Memento Mori. <laughs> I learned the word. Yeah, well, I was thinking that. I was wondering if there was an episode that I was not remembering. No. I like the story that, you know, skipping back a little bit, the, the story that uh, Connor tells Angel about, like, you know, life with Holtz. <laughs> oh, he used to get tied to a tree, and the, the oh trick was God. he had to free himself and find him, and it took him, like, five days to find him. <laughs> yep. But now he knows how to track, so. The character in the latest season of Orange is the New Black did that to, uh, had that done to her when she was a kid. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this is classic body snatcher stuff. I like how Jasmine reaches out through everybody, and it's just like this hive mind, you know? She's the Borgs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is the Borgs. Basically, oh. it's the Borgs. Question for for um, Kim and Illyrio. Did you – and I guess Robin and Steph do. Why not? Uh, did you think that <laughs> Jasmine's voice coming out of the, the mouths of the other, you know, randos, was that scary, like creepy, or was it just silly? I thought it was cool. Creepy. The first time it happened, I was like, what's going on? Because I, I, I kind of wasn't looking at the screen. And then I looked up and I was like, oh, that's weird. And then <laughs> and then uh, as it went on, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, I get what they're trying to do. But it was it was weird. <laughs> yeah, at first I was like, oh, God, what's going on? But then I was like, oh, they have to up the Annie. Like, it was the natural progression. Yeah. Of but the they had just also, they couldn't... Voice. They couldn't use the regular voices because then it it would have taken longer to explain what was going on. But when you hear Gina Torres' voice, you're like, okay, got it. Like, instantly. Yeah, and it's more of a threat, more of a menacing thing. Yeah. Because she's she, – uh, she, uh, they are – what is it? Oh, God. What's his name? Walking Dead, they are – Negan? 
Negan. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what you're talking about. It's it's the same idea. The saviors Negan is the boss and they're so afraid of him that everybody is Negan and they're all it's a totalitarian I'm sorry, I'm finishing up my semester in Western Sea of Yeah. So everybody is like of the same mind and everybody is Negan. And you ask them who they are, I am Negan. I am Spartacus. <laughs> I'm Spartacus. I was gonna say Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's Negan if Find Negan could take over <laughs> Nice. Uh if if Negan could take over everybody's mind. <laughs> yes. If the, if it was supernatural. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, is that show still on? Yes. yes, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I haven't seen the last season. Don't tell me that. <laughs> um, but we start seeing Netflix. when the guy goes on fire and he's like, don't be afraid, Fred. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this kind of affects Jasmine. Her hand starts smoking. Yeah. Mm. That's weird. So. I'm. Oh, go ahead. No, that's okay. I was going to say, I'm just continuity wise, like her hand was bleeding, but then when they did, like, the cutaways and stuff, her hands are totally fine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, guys, come on, you gotta be better. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> Oh, that's what you're about to say. No, but her hands were bleeding, but then they weren't bleeding, and then they were bleeding again. I was like, oh. come on, guys. And those are the stupid things that I recognize. <laughs> and what else is it? Yeah. Anyways, carry on. Well, but, okay. In the next episode, though, we do see that when she absorbs the wounds, she heals them almost instantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I like that we learned that Connor is secretly listening to Lauren's Streisand collection. <laughs> he knows who Streisand is, but he doesn't know who Houdini is. <laughs> I thought there'd be more. I thought when, what did, what did he say? Someone said, oh, he houdini did it. And he's like, well, what does that mean? I was surprised there aren't more times where Connor's like, what does that mean? He's not, <laughs> he hasn't grown up with pop culture references. Right. So I don't understand, like, everyday <laughs> conversations, he should be halfway confused. He's like so the opposite don't... of Anya. <laughs> yeah. Not enough fish out of water. Yeah, and the last uh, and 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 the only person he's growing up with is like he his life is basically what like seventeen hundreds you know pop culture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Fred is uh, wanders off and she falls down a hill and she goes in that cave and she runs into Hoggle and. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, okay. I mean, I enjoyed this demon and this interaction, but it left me going, what was the point of that? Yes. Yeah. It was like like it was just filling time. It was like filling time. Um, She says she's new to the whole fugitive thing, but um, if you remember, she was a fugitive for five years in Pylea. So she should be used to like. Squatting down in caves and taking care of herself, you know? So, I don't know. So, yeah, he ends up having a collection of hands. <laughs> rubber hands. <laughs> yeah. Very rubber. <laughs> and uh, Fred has to kill him um, because he gets hungry. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, this is well, when Fred, like, is just – is. I just think she's just so super brave by – I mean, this is, like, the most ridiculous – plan and that it works is ridiculous but still i just love watching this whole thing where she's just luring everybody to the bookshop and then uh-huh. and making it so jasmine arrives and she does the whole 
uh, Magic Bullet. Magic Bullet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was a serious gamble. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I love she's it. she's great in these these couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Just really great. And and uh, Jasmine actually gives uh, uh, Ted uh, some great news He's that uh, that there's no se- there wasn't any second gunman. So, <laughs> uh, Steph, do you have that piece of trivia? Because I have another thing. Mm, no, it must not have interested me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Bell said there in the commentary uh, that Jasmine telling Ted that Oswald acted alone was sort of a punishment for him. He was of the opinion that one of the most de- devastating things for conspiracy theorists is to find out that there's no conspiracy. No, oh, let's see. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Fred should be pretty happy that Jasmine showed up. And that she stood in front of Angel so she can fire a bullet through her to send the blood into Angel. And that, you know, the bullet didn't get lodged in her, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I had flashbacks to an X-Files episode here, Robin. Oh, really? What? Yeah, the episode Folly Adu, where where, uh, (laughs) Mulder was being held hostage by the guy who thought his boss was a bug monster. Right. And um, the police or the SWAT, FBI rather, uh, come into the office where they were being held hostage. And the guy is telling Mulder, like, look behind you. Look, just look, take a look. Mm-hmm. And he turns around and he sees the monster. That's the feeling I got when Fred was telling Angel, just turn around and look. Just look right mm-hmm. now. Look. Right. Yeah. It's great. Um, and yeah, he, she almost got like strangled by him. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think Connor mentions that Angel ruins everything <laughs> <laughs> And then Ted, Ted burns his own bookstore down Like happily That was amazing Yeah, yeah like um, That was good that they showed That Jasmine's effect On you You didn't care about yourself mm-hmm. That you only cared You cared so much about what she wanted You did what she said So then later on um, with Connor, Connor, you know, like um, hesitates mm-hmm. when it comes to Cordelia. Um, and I love when everybody else finds out about Angel, and they're just like talking about it as if Angel turned evil again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's just I just love these like these are like normal conversations that they'd have about like a case of the week or like the ongoing drama of something going on, you know. But it's in service of Jasmine, <laughs> so yep. I just it's so so much more interesting. It's just an interesting twist, I, sh- I should say. Well, I, I think Jasmine as a villain is interesting because she's so unlike any other villain we've had before. Well, and she's so threatening. Like, like yes, the 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 what was the the demon and the it was nighttime and the big horn thing that they could they fought him and they couldn't kill him. Was that just the beast? The beast. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> I was trying. And they can't kill her. They can't. You know, they're so not yet powerless against her. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Angel has. Angel is sad. Something new Angel's to mope sad. about. <laughs> yeah. So when you find out about Jasmine, you like immediately feel sad that you're not. I guess at one with her anymore. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. Uh huh. It's like quitting smoking. 
Oh, well, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like we, when you've had happiness and it's gone. Yeah. Like smoking. <laughs> smoking is not enjoyable. I don't understand why. <laughs> I certainly enjoy it. I beg to disagree. So I don't understand why people have such trouble. Nicotine's stopping. a hell of a drug. It's amazing. Mm. Although I had, really? I had one recently and I was like nauseous the rest of the day. And I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm so happy that I was, but I'm also like depressed that the one time I was like, what the hell it, didn't do anything good for me. I think I was brainwashed me. as a child for those non-smoking commercials. Do you guys have those in the US? Same. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. We have some horrific ones. I'm like, I'm done with smoking. You don't need to horrify yeah. me during Wheel of Fortune. You know? <laughs> there was one. There's one called Joanne that I remember, and it was like the 60s song Joanne. Hmm. And this girl, like a teenage girl, is like smoking in the her, I guess her bathroom, trying to hide it. And then she morphs into like this old lady, like it's years of her smoking. Uh-huh. And then it's like she can't speak. She has to speak to like one of those voice boxes in your neck. This woman and is only like, 29. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that as a teenager or not even like a preteen. And I was like, I'm never smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I, we have a whole floor of those patients who get these tumors cut out of their throats and their jaws removed, and they look like Frankenstein monsters. Yeah, because in, in Canada here they put like like um, cadavers, like lungs and hearts, and like smoking. They put the pictures on the cigarette boxes. Mm-hmm. Here, I don't know. Did they do that in the U.S.? I don't. Oh so. hell no. no. <laughs> they, they do that here. I'm like, why are they have freedom? They, t- yeah. <laughs> Tobacco lobby is very, very powerful. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I, I like this whole thing where Fred um, breaks down and she's really upset that, you know, she's been on her own and it just kind of like gets to her now that finally somebody is there that understands and is just as depressed. And, and uh, she says, oh, well, uh-huh. I'm not a champion like you. And Angel kind of. Insists that she actually is uh-huh. because she's done this by herself. It's just such yeah, a great she's been episode. A, yeah, it's been like a week, didn't she? Yeah, say? been a week. Yeah, a lot of time has passed, and she could have left. Mm-hmm. I've been keeping her there. And so um, the Jasminites uh, almost find them, but Fred gets to do something she's been waiting a long time to do, <laughs> which is what? make out with Angel. <laughs> Oh, I was like sneak into a woman's bedroom and steal her blood. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of things in this episode that are just cheap, uh-huh. like that. Like there's no, there's no point to that. It's a, it's a good. Is this, I fan like, service? I like it. It's Fred kissing Angel. Yeah, it's, that's really like whoa, you know. And I don't know. And it's just like it's the it, kiss that launched a thousand fanfics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's also, I don't know, it's kind of like a, just a little indulgence into what people were theorizing when Fred first came to the, sh- to the show that she was going to be paired off with Angel and, you know, and it's kind of weird at this point, but it's also, I don't know, it's funny. Cheap. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trope. Uh, I, I just like this episode a lot more, I guess. <laughs> well, the, and then, okay, they go into Cordy's bedroom and then Angel falls to the Winda, which is funny. funny. (laughs) (laughs) But then they're gonna they're gonna like bleed Cordelia Mm. and she wakes up and grabs Angel's arm. That scared me. I'm not gonna lie. 
That's cheap too because there was no point in that. <laughs> it was just for a surprising. Yeah, and it scared the shit out of me because like, I'm like, <laughs> I was point? I was waiting for it to happen. I knew it was going to happen, and I was just like, oh, and it happened. And I still jumped like a dummy. It was. So... <laughs> well, it was cheap, Kim. I know. Yeah, it's cheap. I'm, so I'm, don't I'm talk cheap. about it. I'm cheap. What can I say? <laughs> so meanwhile, Jasmine is getting having naky time. Uh, with the uh, overweight bikers, and uh, then she comes out of her room, and there's this huge green light, and Connor's like, "What? What happened to those people?" And she's like, "I ate them." <laughs> and Connor's like, "Okay, <laughs> that green light, I want it." <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Bell said they used a green light so you would get the feeling that it's not something's not right. Right. Thanks, Jeffrey. We. Got it already. I think cheap Jeffrey. Cheap. Pretty cheap. Yeah. Sorry, Jeffrey. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. No. But happy birthday, nonetheless. That's Amy Acker's. Oh, oh no, no, I get it. Never mind. Uh, okay, Robin. This trivia explain that Cordy uh, was going to be the big bad, but she's due right now. She would give birth to something else. Animatronic spider. Or a, a, a dirty, or a, what? a dirty, or a hand puppet. <laughs> I don't know. Is that something that was in the commentary? Yeah. Oh. They didn't know until they got into the season. Uh, yeah, animatronic spider. Oh. Or a hand puppet. Awesome. You know, facing a giant spider at the end of anything is pretty awesome. Uh-huh. So, um, so Lauren uh, gets uh, de-jasmified. Uh, and then Lauren <laughs> plays the traitor and lures Wesley and Gunn up. Can I tell you for a split second, because I didn't know what was happening, I thought that Angel was in Lauren's body for a second Whoa. when he went down the stairs. Interesting. Because he said, oh, now the part of whatever is going to be played by what I was yeah. like, is that Angel in <laughs> Lauren? And so then I, I was like, damn it, it wasn't. I was like, oh, that would have been so funny. They just suddenly body swapped? What? Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought... The, the, I, no, okay, let me let me explain more. I thought then getting Cordelia's blood would help them with the spell somehow. Uh-huh. And I thought that the spell was that Angel would take over Lauren, and that way he would lure all the other ones up there. That's what I thought was happening. Okay. But, alas, it wasn't. <laughs> and I think it would have been super funny if it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and did you notice that while Lauren was under Jasmine's spell, he didn't drink? No. Oh, I didn't notice that either. So he's, yeah, he's drinking well, again now that he's <laughs> under her spell. Oh, she really is evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but free ice cream. So. Mm. Uh, I'm lactose intolerant. Fuck her. Aw. <laughs> uh, so, um, after. Wesley and Gunner are taken care of. Then they have to get Connor, and I'm not going to say the quote, but Wesley offers to help. <laughs> <laughs> but when they turn Connor, all of a sudden he he tricks them and starts shouting out the door that they're they're here, and that's how the episode uh-huh. ends. So how the hell did he not get turned? Why didn't it work on well, Connor? He's her. He's her father. Mm-hmm. What? Right? Yeah. So what? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't have an effect on him. Mm-hmm. Might be different. 
<laughs> I don't get it. What? Uh, it should have worked. Sometimes when a teenager and a 32-year-old woman have, a, have sex, <laughs> she gives birth to a fully grown black woman. I, <laughs> what, what part did she get? <laughs> Uh, or an amniotronic spider. <laughs> what, which I stand corrected. Yeah. <laughs> or an animatronic, yes. amniotic, animatronic. Oh no! Let's, no, I draw the line. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it's just different because he's the dad, you know. So yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> cheap, <laughs> kind of cheap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's all the notes I have. You guys want to say anything else about this? Oh, I got it. I got it. I get it. I get why it doesn't work on him. Why not? He was never under her spell to begin with. Hmm. He's just suffering from what all of us dopes with kids have, which is unconditional (laughs) love for your child, no matter how horrible Mm. she might be. Well, that's true. I love my kid. That's so. She has to devour bikers. (laughs) But, you know. Have you met my daughter? I wouldn't question it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I don't know if you guys want to go to rate it. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go? Well, maybe we should have our guest go first. Yeah, sure. Oh, thank you, Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, lo- I really do love this episode a lot, but I don't like the scene where Fred is in the sewer or pit or whatever she is with uh, the cave, the demon, eh, whatever. It's too kind of superfluous and campy. It just it doesn't feel like it belongs, and yeah, it breaks the tension. But I don't want the tension broken. I like that it feels like um, bodies snatchers, yeah, thriller. And then all of a sudden, it is kind of is just. I would have preferred they used the time to do something else with Fred, have her explore some other angle or or what. Or angel. Other than that, I mean, I. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's great. The when she shot Angel with with the gun, that was really smart and and gutsy of her. And it's a great Fred episode and lots of uh, good stuff in the bookstore and the singing. You know, open mic night. Yeah, so I'm going to give it 33 and a third out of 37 cats named Jasmine. Wait, what does that work out to out of 10? It works out to be about a nine out of 10. Okay. <laughs> Thank goodness you figured that out for me because I was like, no. Yes, I did. <laughs> Stephanie. I'm on the- Kim. Kim, go Kim. I'm on the same page, however, like I didn't love this episode. Like I I was kind of bored for a little bit, but uh, I, I I don't know, I liked it but I wasn't blown away. So I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten dream mm, glowing lights. Okay, Illyrio. I thought this episode was really cool. As a Fred episode, I loved it. Um, the whole idea of shooting Angel through Jasmine to get her blood in him was brilliant. I really felt bad for Fred leaving without eating breakfast. Um, <laughs> I'm giving this episode 8 out of 10 untouched eggs. <laughs> okay. Ah. I agree. Shooting Angel, shooting Jasmine, you know, shooting Angel through Jasmine, that's a cool twist. But I take away a point for the demon in the cave. Uh-huh. It doesn't even matter. 
the cheap uh, make-out session between Fred and Angel and the, uh, oh, Cordelia woke up for a split second. Okay, 7 out of 10. <laughs> uh, ebony goddesses. Hmm. Uh, well, I disagree with pretty much all of you because this is mm. probably, probably my last favorite episode of season four spoiler alert i think this is i i love this as a fred episode i love how it goes out into the city and we see the effects of jasmine and the whole hive mind it's it's pretty awesome i can deal with hoggle in the cave it's fine i don't think it, it's like two scenes maybe um and just the whole plan to you know, fret against the world, and then you know she finally gets Angel on her side, and you know, and then just that final punch of the ending of like Connor like setting off the alarm is kind of like Donald Sutherland pointing a finger at <laughs> what's her name and going oh, at the end of the Body Snatchers. Uh, so I'm gonna give it <laughs> my last ten for season four. Ten out of ten, Mick Ultras. Expensive <laughs> Mick Ultras, I'll say, Steph. Not- I don't know what a Mick Ultra is. All right. yeah. It's a low calorie beer. Yeah. Best filling. <laughs> what is the MK Ultra? Secret say program to um, create sleeper agents. It's 11 from Stranger right? Things. I was going to say it's. Yeah. <laughs> In the United States? Yeah. No? Chips? Anyone? Pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> that and it's a Muse song. Oh, okay. Jason Muse? All right. So, um, <laughs> that was an 8.3 uh, for this episode. It would have been much lower, but uh, uh, at least uh, Matt and I had some sense to us. So, um, yeah. I think you're grading this on a curve. Uh, yeah, my, my the curve of my own thoughts. <laughs> curve your enthusiasm. Quotes? I've got a quote. Okay. We don't need to use the evil tools of the man when we have the woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me grab my note. I thought Our Lady of the Perpetual Sea Breeze was the real deal till the divine Miss J walked right through that door and into my ass, which is where my heart is, physiologically. I can show you an (laughs) x-ray. That was cute. I had a full LOL moment. Not a huge demand for photo books of serial killer autopsies when you're living in a utopian wonderland. You know what I mean? Ah, That was mine. Do you have another one, Steph? Tonight, the role of Judas Iscariot will be played by Crivlorn Swath of the Deathwalk Clan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my quote is... Which translates to, I wish I could be in Fred's skull so I could explode her brain and kill her for rejecting De- Jasmine. <laughs> I, I assume that's what you were doing. <laughs> Like, how do I convey, convey sign language through a podcast? Uh, uh, I got it. Okay. I got it. That was good. You did a good job. Thank you. That was terrible, but good. Shall we move on to sacrifice? 
possibly offensive. <laughs> Very offensive. Oh, I was offended. <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> I was merely doing a quote. Insensitive. Oh, Lirio, you must it's be very... I can't hear him. <laughs> you must be very happy uh, with this episode, being a fan of The Tick, because the creator of The Tick, Ben Edlund, uh, wrote this episode. He, this is when he joins the writing staff of Angel and earns a producer credit with this episode. Um, he was on Firefly. They brought him over. Uh, to prepare him for the following season if uh, the WB decided to renew Angel. Um, spoilers, mm-hmm. they did. <laughs> he goes on uh, to become an overrated writer on Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, I met him in a press line. He was cool. <laughs> I really like his I like his episodes. Mm-hmm. He's Yeah, I can't remember smart. certain episodes that he's done of Supernatural, but... I wasn't basically all of the ones that feel like Darren Morgan. If Darren Morgan wasn't trying very hard, he wrote those. <laughs> you mean like the one for the latest season of X Files, where he just basically pulled a script out of a drawer and was like, "Let me just change mm-hmm. some names." Um, so yeah, um, are you, are you happy to know about that whole Ben Edlin thing? Or I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of the Tick. Um. So. Uh, this, uh, Connor is, um, uh, alerted the Jasminites, the Jasmaniacs, and, um, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, it, it, Angel basically blocks the door to get everybody to escape. It's going to be recurring at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he takes the opportunity to pound his son's face in <laughs> and then throw him out a window. No, no. Something I did not expect. <laughs> And it's like, oh, he's just trying to knock him out so he can take him with. No, he just leaves him in the road. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, why didn't you bring him? And he's like, well, what if I did bring him? Then, you know, it might be worse. He'd be able to find us, man. They need to go underground. So as they're in the car, we hear updates about Jasmine's takeover of Los Angeles. And uh, apparently the Catholics are okay with replacing their Messiah with Jasmine. So... Mm-hmm. Um, Jasmine's a big thing. Yeah, well, look at her. Yeah, she looks like Gina Torres. Mm. <laughs> Under her spell, she she's an ebony goddess. She doesn't she's look gorgeous. like Jesus from The Walking Dead. Mm. Did I tell you that I saw her downtown Ooh. here? Oh. Ooh. Gina Torres. Really? When they're filming Suits. Oh yeah, cool. They do. I guess the outside of where she lives, or they pretend where she lives, is near the Whole Foods. <laughs> so <laughs> I was uh, going there and I saw the suit set, and then briefly saw which could have been her stand-in. But I was just like, "Oh, that looks like Jessica," and uh, which is, anyways, and the invigorating be- story, guys. Was she stunning? <laughs> I didn't. I saw her like figure. Oh. It was very far away. It's not like I was like right beside her, making out like guys. I met her; she was great. So, <laughs> Why'd she get around the podcast? The, she was across the street. Oh, she's yeah. awesome. Anyways, so uh, she takes care of Connor, heals him up. Yes, not only does she heal herself, but she can heal heal Connor. Mm-hmm. And yes, then there's that whole gas station scene. Is that where they're? Wasn't that when they were talking through? That like yes, little kid? that's when the 
Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, that's new. Yeah. <laughs> See, I um, wish they had just taken a little bit more of Cordelia's blood and put it, like, in a spray bottle and just, like, <laughs> spritz people. <laughs> right? That would have been awesome. But they Take them and just put it in the water out. supply. Yeah. Uh, I like this. Is, they, they they show another example of people helping people, you know, because they love Jasmine. And what else is there? They're like sharing money with each other. This guy, like his hands are like dirty, and so the other guy is like lending his tie for him to like dry his hands off on. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> just uh, you know, what's so bad about following Jasmine if all this great stuff is going on? Uh, <laughs> Sadie disagrees. Sadie is snorting. <laughs> you sure that was Sadie? <laughs> so they abandon the angel mobile and they flee to the sewers. Uh, and um, I don't even stop me if you guys have anything you want to say. Like that's uh, it. And we go back to Jasmine and Connor and. Jasmine calls the cure that they were using as like black deceitful magic, and Connor's like, oh, "Freaking magic!" <laughs> oh yeah, magic. Connor hates magic. <laughs> what a sourpuss! <laughs> the magic. The Maybe magic don't be on a worse. supernatural TV show, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Your face got healed by magic just now. <laughs> Wouldn't you call that magic? I don't. No, he's awful. Um, oh, no worse. So, Why do I have Angel Angel knows the sewers Gun ain't eating the rats Forget Cordy Did they say like forget Cordelia Oh no Are they saying like she's brain dead So we Yeah they're like we should they're, they're, They should forget her I forget exactly what the quote was But Yeah it was, it was tough to hear about Cordy being brain dead I think they mentioned that in this episode Or, or the last episode mm-hmm. So yikes I'm not going to lie. I forgot why she was out. And then I was like, oh, yeah, she gave birth to Gina Torres. (laughs) That does a number on you. Even if you poof her in a green light and she comes out fully dressed. (laughs) Uh, Was was she fully dressed? I forget. Uh, I think so. I thought she was wearing a a dress. But I don't know. So uh, suddenly the floor opens up beneath Angel and he nearly gets impaled on a bunch of wooden spikes. And uh, we have a gang of young kids living in the sewers. Yay. Yay. No, boo. (laughs) One of them, of course, remembers Gun and his rep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) His rep. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but when they put gun around other black people, it drives me insane. (laughs) I get so irate because I don't know if it's because they think, oh, this is how black people talk or gun plays it up, but it just drives me crazy. He's like, your boy, hey, son. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a lot of son. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, that- yeah, like uh, so, uh, the Justice League movie when uh, oh uh, Aquaman was like, yeah, my main man or whatever. Oh, you're was. getting it wrong. Uh, he goes, my man, my man, my man, whatever. Yeah. Oh, oh God, that was terrible. <laughs> it's like when um, 
Patrick Stewart guest hosted on SNL, and they did Love Boat: The Next Generation. <laughs> really? And uh, Guinan was Captain, my man. What seems to be the problem? Oh, oh, because they were doing an Isaac thing. Well, because uh, Guinan is a black woman. Yeah, but no, because Isaac. That's the way he talked. Yeah. Well, no, there wasn't. No, but there they did Jordy LaForge's Isaac. What? They did. Yeah, that's two Isaac. No. That's what. That's why this was deliberately. Hey, uh, we're going to take Guinan as a black woman and really. I don't know. Was Riker Gopher? <laughs> you know, I got to say, the only sketch I remember from that episode was the very last one, you know, the one no one remembers, where he owned an erotic cake shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, no, <laughs> I remember he went into sketch. a customer, or no, he owned it. He owned the erotic cake shop, and somebody came in looking for an erotic cake, and all the erotic cake ideas that Patrick Stewart had were women sitting on the toilet. <laughs> yes, I remember that sketch. That was, to me, the most brilliant <laughs> Hilarious, awful, cruel thing to do to Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> anyway, we go back. Ellen Cleghorn. <laughs> that was her name. That was her name. No one remembers Ellen Cleghorn. Let's just take a moment to remember Ellen Cleghorn. I, I remember Ellen Cleghorn. Yeah. She was hilarious. She was. Was that. Was she like the daughter of. Do it. Do it. Say it. You wanted to say Foghorn, right? Come on, you gotta say Foghorn. No, but what in her oh, Damn it! I say, like- I say, I say. <laughs> Go ahead, Steph. Damn it, Steph. Wasn't her dad like a, a a Saturday Night Live alum? No idea. Ellen Cleghorn? No, I. Okay, let's go back. Buffy Summers in the chat says, "No, just me." <laughs> and then she says, "Revertigo." Isn't that what Marshall called it on How I Met Your Mother? <laughs> Revertigo. Revertigo. I can't remember that reference. Me neither. Um, Tell us more. So back at the hotel, Jasmine uh, Connor finds out that Cordy's body is missing, and that uh, Jasmine said she's a weakness, and she's put Cordy in some as like a secret place. So uh-huh. guys, where did Cordy go? Like she better not have eaten her. Did she eat her? And why is, Connor, why is Connor concerned about Cordy when he was not worried about Jasmine eating people? Because he loves Cordy? Yes, but <laughs> Tom loved himself, too, when he was going to just stay in the in the shop and just burn. Yeah, but we already proven that like Connor wasn't affected by the cure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I see what you're getting at. But he was... He was uh, affected enough to be okay with uh, with Jasmine eating people. Yeah, because that's rad. Uh, Buffy Summers <laughs> clarified when Lily started acting like she was in college when she would hang out with her college friends. <laughs> and uh, Google gives me the definition: it's insane plus ridiculous. Revertigo. Awesome. Definition, the change that happens to someone's personality when he or she spends time with someone from his or her past. Uh. So every time we get together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they go to the headquarters, the sewer headquarters of the Lost Boys. And uh, for some reason I wrote down, Angel, welcome to the Resistance. I have no idea why. (laughs) But... uh, it might have been funny at the time. I, I do note that one girl is wearing a fashionable <laughs> blue hard hat. 
Okay. Um, Rufio. Rufio. Okay, this kid that gets, that gets lost that they have oh, to go childhood. find, Matthew. Mm. Why, uh, why is Angel like so – why are we invested in this kid? Is it because Angel is like, oh, Connor, my son, we could have had this kind of – like what? What's the deal with the kid? He's an innocent. Poor little white kid. Yeah. Parents got murdered by vampires. Now he feels guilty because he's a vampire. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and there's this whole thing when Angel is like washing the blood off his hands and, you know, it's like a mix of Cordy's blood and Connor's blood. Yeah. Oh, uh, the governor gives Jasmine a call and says he's going to hand over California and the liberal elitist California now belongs to Jasmine. Except for Sunnydale, of course, because uh, they got a whole thing they're dealing with. <laughs> but her emails, guys. <laughs> um, and uh, so Jasmine tells Connor that she's got to he's got to give give his pain over, relinquish his pain. And Connor tenses up and goes, "I need my pain." No, all right. <laughs> Star Trek Five <laughs> joke. Moving on. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, there's this whole thing where he like shoves his fingernails into her hand, and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. So anyway, the that was, gross. that was really gross. Yeah. The uh, Matthew runs away, and meanwhile, there's also these creatures running around in the sewers. So they kind of split up. Um, and the kids turn on Angel, and uh, what else? Gun and Fred argue. Yeah, about, about the Wait. murder. Yes, they're bringing back all the hits. <laughs> <laughs> they're bringing back Fred and Gun arguing and street gangs. Yay! <laughs> all the parts we hate. Hmm. Uh, and xenomorphs that talked and then make us realize, oh, thank God xenomorphs never talked. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's uh, the what the wiki calls it the zealot demon, but also like with the they're also referred to as uh, we loved her first demons. Um, I guess people on the set, because Ben Edlund uh, wrote this, they'd called the monster the tick. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> but it's a little bit of stop motion, and the guy is played by Jeff Ricketts, uh, who, uh, if you remember that name, he played uh, English watcher Weatherby <laughs> in uh, season one, and he was on Buffy playing the same character for a couple episodes. He was what? One of, yeah, he was one of the ones that was trying to hunt Faith down. He was Weatherby? He was Weatherby. I don't remember oh, who that wow. is. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way this thing moves, and I like the way it talks and, and chitters and yeah, the its little sad whine that it does. It's a really cool monster. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It is creepy. And, oh yeah, there's the whole thing about Professor Seidel, like you said, and uh, she says she's, she'd rather be emotion take emotion rather than being an emotionless shell and I wrote again in my notes I need my pain <laughs> but uh hey if it didn't work the first time might as well try it again um and I sent you a private message about a thing we won't talk about right 
Oh, foreshadowing. Um, So, yeah, these guys uh, love Jasmine first, and Jasmine apparently is from uh, their dimension. So they are an authority on Jasmine. Yeah. And uh, there was this whole thing where Jasmine needed a name in the whole bowling alley scene, and Fred gives her the name of Jasmine, and we find out that uh, much like... Mr. Uh, Mitzelplik, uh, names take your power away. Uh, so Jasmine can be defeated by the... I think they're from some early 90s computer game. <laughs> really? <laughs> names take your power away. Um, and there's this whole vampire... Oh, like shining Medusa's face into a mirror. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You're... you're you're very close. Uh, <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, there's this vampire being cut to pieces. He's being tortured for some reason. Oh, this guy is like the the zealot is like, I don't know. He's all interested in how vampires uh, work, it, I guess. Hmm. I, I thought it was that he didn't realize it was a vampire yeah. that he was, he would, uh, he would, uh, that's how he would do humans, but the vampire wouldn't die, mm-hmm. and he couldn't figure out why the vampire wouldn't die. I don't know. I zoned out through most of these scenes. Wesley <laughs> had to teach him. I don't know if you guys you, get, you guys got more out of this, but I was just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> I was kind of, I was constantly asking myself, why doesn't this thing just kill Wesley? <laughs> Rather than just, it's like quite a Bond villain. It. <laughs> He's got a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get it's, it's cheap. Meanwhile, one of our heroes punches a kid out in the streets. Oh, Kim, I thought of you instantly. That was my favorite part, guys. Like, no. I was just like, this is weird. Like, he just fully punched this kid in the face after he's screaming, Help. I'm like, guys, if anyone's looking, a black guy punches out a little white kid. This is not good. He's like, hey, Angel beat oh, the crap out Jasmine of his son. Jasmine told me to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. He could have used that defense. Jasmine told me to. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as I see him, they know who he is. Yeah. Like, all the that's boards. True, that's true. Uh, we have a funny scene about oh, with Lauren giving the, the, the teenagers a lecture about using horrible name-calling words. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so... They have Matthew, but Matthew like wakes up and he's got Jasmine's voice, and uh, he's he, now Jasmine knows where they are, and then suddenly um, Connor comes in, but uh, he got a little bit of a voice change himself. So how? Okay, so if he just steps into the light, he can be possessed by her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I thought I thought he had to like see her or hear her voice. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a car won't drove by with your voice. I have no idea. Maybe. We're All not. Right. We're not. We're not told. So we just gotta kind of assume. You I got a, accosted by a bum or uh, some <laughs> yeah. street preacher. Have you heard the good word about Jasmine? <laughs> <laughs> it's LA. Uh, and then there's uh, then Angel fights the bug monster, and uh, we find out that he's got this t- talisman that will. Take it, take you to another dimension where they all come from, and Angel realizes he's got to go to this other dimension in order to find out the name. And uh, they all 
are holding the door, keeping Connor and the Jasmaniacs out, and Angel goes through the portal. Well, it's not just the Jasmaniacs, isn't it? The National Guard. Aren't they all Jasmaniacs? Well, yeah, but it was like the National Guard didn't have guns. Hmm. I don't know. The the lack of guns was very apparent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Yeah, oh, that's right, soldiers. Yeah, uh, I think Connor was leading all these soldiers. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a fight, and Jasmine is uh, just standing in a hotel being covered with wounds, and then they're immediately healing. And I think this is, like, probably my favorite part of the episode, is that whole sequence. Uh-huh. But then uh, Angel steps into the CG cool world, and uh, he's surrounded by all the, the bug monsters. Oh hell! Yeah, uh, and credits. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this episode. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> it's just—it's really disappointing, you know. This paranoid arc, this really cool little arc they have going with Jasmine, that it just gets solved by. There's this bug monster that lives in the sewer that came from this other dimension where Jasmine just happened to, and they just happened to run into the bug monster, and the bug monster gives away the secret of Jasmine. It's like, ugh, I wish they kind of figured this out. I mean, I would have rather Wesley opened a book, and like, it says right here, actually, that you have to find out Jasmine's name. And I would rather they went around with a little spray bottle spritzing people. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It was like... Chris Farley's character in Wayne's World. Do you remember that scene where he gave away everything in like 30 seconds? They're like, that was a lot of information. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't seen Wayne's World in a long time, so that sounds familiar, though. Yeah. (laughs) So, did the bug monsters defeat Jasmine? I don't know. Did she? Did they? I mean, like I said, they, they zoned out. I zoned out rather uh, during. This. I zoned out this episode. I'm not gonna lie. I zoned in and really? out. And I was like, "Where are we?" Like I really did. Like I, I there were parts that I liked and parts I was just like, "This, uh, ugh, get huh. to the good stuff." Like I know you're leading up to the finale, yeah. But I'm just like, ugh, "Ramp it up!" Like the last, the cliffhanger was pretty good. I'm like, "Oh, this yeah. is kind of this is kind of cool." As soon as they hit the sewers, I'm just but, like, "I'm done, <laughs> Carrie." Yeah. You know, because they run into this little gang of street urchins. It's like, oh, we got to deal with this nonsense again. <clears throat> Always. It's like, oh, when will they stop? Yeah. Um, and I loved at the end, and I, I had to step away for a couple minutes, but, and maybe you guys already mentioned this, but oh, isn't it weird how Wesley remembers at the very last second that Angel needs that orb? <laughs> <laughs> like, Angel was about to walk through a portal, oh, never right. to be able to return. <laughs> That's right. And Wesley's like, Angel. You're going to need this. <laughs> I'm also glad that he, he spoke up and said, no, we can't go through before, like, Fred or Gunn yeah. jumped in it. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, wait. Ooh, too late. What do you say? What would happen if they jumped through? They would have been obliterated. But I can't oh, they really died. Yeah, it's Britney, yeah. it's Britney Spears toxic on the other side. Yuck. <laughs> Leave Britney alone. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, do we want to rate this and then quote it up, and then I can read some feedback, and maybe we'll have. Let's some do it. Okay, guest, rate it up. Uh, 
Fred and Gunn arguing street punks in the sewers, <laughs> the sewers. Uh, I liked the look of the monster and the way that it talked and moved. And I don't really have a problem with uh, the way that they're setting up how they undo her. Uh, but I just, I, I find this pretty like a meandering, mediocre mess of an episode. So I'm going to give it just seven out of ten talkie meets. Right. Talkie meets? Talkie meets. What did you say? Mm-hmm. Talkie meets. Yeah. Yeah. Talkie meets. Come on. What are talkie meets? Well, this was really a monster. Oh, oh, sorry. Durr. See, again, wasn't paying attention. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> I had to, like, think for a second. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Kim? Sure. Um, yeah. 7 out of 10. <laughs> I have nothing to say about it. I was just like, bleh. You know, maybe I'll even lower it. 6 out of 10. All right. I want to get to the action. 6 out of 10 can't be bothered to f- come up with a rating system. <laughs> Illyrio? Well, I have to say, I rather enjoyed this. Not as much as the last one. But I certainly didn't hate it. I, for one, thought the um, spider creatures could have been... I don't know. I didn't like that they made them so dumb. Um, and I didn't like the whole James Bond villaining thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't like, you know, when Gunn gets urban. Because I don't think any of the writers know how to write any of that. So, eh, still a passing grade for me. And I really did appreciate Wesley being all sleuthy. Uh, six and a half... Out of ten, um, bright crosses to the kid. <laughs> Steph? Well, I mean, the the episode was enjoyable, but it, like you said, it was like a right turn. Like, you know, going down the highway of Jasmine, and we take this quick right turn into the sewers with these kids and this clickety monster, <laughs> clickety bug monster. So, it was just weird. Seven out of ten fasty Stepford wives. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this episode is half good, and the half that sucks is as soon as they go underground, it's just boring from then on, and it gives us, like, oh, here's our answer, you know, and it's just, I don't know. It, it just could have been, could have been done better. But the lead up is. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Sadie was licking her foot. She's got a habit of licking her paw. Oh, okay. And I forgot I was not muted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, 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 I'm really sad that this arc comes to this point. I just, I was really much more invested in what was going on before, and was really excited by the whole situation. So it's half a good episode. So it's five out of ten. Fashionable wow. blue hard hats. Ooh. And that brings this episode to a 6.3. Also, they, they were looking for Matthew. It's like, who gives a fuck about some yeah. stupid kid? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like it when shows like go on detours sometimes. like There's, there's this main plot chugging along, but it's like, hey, we're going to tell this quick little side story or something. Oh, but the reason you they're looking for Matthew was because he'd, he'd, he'd be jasmined up and then she'd know where they are. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. is true. That did need to happen. But what, what, what I mean is, I I don't mind it when we go off track a little bit to to do a little world building or a little shading. But this wasn't worth it. Right. <laughs> it wasn't just interesting enough to do it. 
Quotes. <laughs> Matt. Way to go, Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the big fight scene. Yeah, it was good. Nice. That was actually a really cool fight scene, I'm not going to lie. The fight scenes are always great. But guys, he only drinks pig's blood. It's true, you got to give an undead fellow points for that, right? I mean, unless you're into the whole kosher thing. But, I mean, you're not... Well, you don't look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Quarantine, guys, shutting up. <laughs> so that's our big plan? Just keep running? Oh, I hear some good things about Belize. Uh... My quote is, that's right, it's the big bad free will gang gassing up. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, really, us running into you like this. I mean, we, we're professional monster killers. Yeah. Or we were. I like, uh, I like that. You didn't tell me that the sun came back out. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you the sun came back out. <laughs> And that's why they were down under in the sewers because. The- I know. I just love how how they we never go up to line. check. I love how they never go up to check. That's shit my mother says to me all the time. Oh no, one told me that. Oh, let me. <laughs> she'll come and say it. All right. Uh, any more quotes? No. no. All right. Let me get into some feedback here. First feedback. Uh, is- let me read. Wait, wait, wait. Let me read this one. Okay. And I'll I'll mute. Uh, Sadie. And- Shh. <laughs> And that's why when we use words like ugly ass and beastie, <laughs> we can sometimes do more damage than we intend to. It's all about sticks and stones, my young friends. That's all. A little life lesson. <laughs> One to grow on. Knowing. Knowing is half the... <laughs> that was good. Uh, I've got a quote. It's not a funny quote, but I, I really like the, the writing here. Every moment that passes, I grow closer to my followers. I feel what they feel. I see what they see. We're fusing together like the cells of a single body. They're my eyes, my skin, my limbs, and, if need be, my fists. Yeah, I like that. I liked her delivery. <laughs> oh, I actually had one more quote written down here. I need my pain. <laughs> we get <Okay>. it. <laughs> Why are you quoting... One of the most panned Star Trek films in the history of Star Trek films. I have a stop. I have a question for you, Illyrio. What does Jasmine need with a starship? Starship. <laughs> Jim. Well, he really don't just help the Almighty, Jim. What are you doing? <laughs> All right, shall I read feedback from Bruce? Bruce. The Beach Boys and Open Mic Night are great at showing us how happy Jasmine's followers followers are, but the casual hunt for Fred and the worshippers who are invited upstairs and never mentioned again provide increasing dissonance as the episodes go along. Later, the reveal of what's happening to those people gets dropped on us and Connor, and we move on. All of that works for me, as does the ever-increasing amount of creepiness from Jasmine. The drawback to that is that we never thought she was a good thing in the first place and have already seen her face through Fred's eyes, so it isn't as creepy as it could have been. But it's still pretty creepy. Once she's figured it out, Fred's plan seems both very simple, getting Jasmine's blood from point A to point B, and absurdly complicated, requiring a perfect setup to get the right trajectory to produce the required results. 
The thing which attracts people to conspiracy theories about events like the JFK assassination is disbelief that a lone outcast with a gun can change the course of world history, that there must be some higher force at work. The magic bullet flips that conflict around and naturally enough sides with the idea that one person can make a difference in a good way this time, whether it's Fred in the bookshop with a revolver or Oswald in the book depository with a rifle. According to the episode, they were both acting alone. Did we spend 10 minutes in the demon cave just so Fred could make the blood connection? Did we spend 10 minutes in the sewer just so the little boy could lead Jasmine to the team? Those scenes are okay, but seem like filler to me. Oh, well, Fred finally gets that kiss from the brave man who rescued her. Or, I mean, the vampire she just rescued. Then there's the anti-religion element about non-believers. Pretty good episodes, Bruce. And... Bruce is so smart. See, I just don't think... I don't think Jeffrey Bale realized that. That Bruce is smart? That... Put the uh, the JFK and the conspiracy and this whole. Th- I just what the whole. I don't thing think he even knows Bruce. <laughs> I know, but I think Bruce is seeing something that the writers didn't even realize. What are you talking about? The whole thing is it's called the magic bullet. Okay. Oh, there goes that. Sorry. Maybe they'll like. All right. We have a feedback from Ray. He says, I don't like the way that we got here as far as Cordy Connor sex and ruining the Cordy character in general. (laughs) But now that we are here, I have to say that I really like the Jasmine arc. It's creepy, but in a fun kind of way that makes it enjoyable to watch because of how out of character everyone is being. It certainly has its flaws, but overall I enjoy it. It's great that the show gives Fred this showcase and a chance to shine. Again, Fred proves she is a fighter, resourceful and smart. You can see how she survived five five years in Pylea. I think Amy Acker does great with what she's given. The hive mind aspect of Jasmine speaking and acting through others is one thing that really creeps me out. And the open mic scene during the Magic Bullet is one of my favorites in all of season four, maybe of the whole series. Everyone worshipping Jasmine and Angel and Connor singing karaoke cracks me up. Um, Even under the influence of a magical spell, Angel still loves Barry Manilow. The gang just running into the spider demon thing by chance, and he knows how to defeat Jasmine, and Wesley is able to figure it out with minimal clues. Does take a big dose of SOD, though. It's a pretty big deuce ex machina, for sure. But I'm willing to roll with it, I guess. Overall, these are pretty good episodes. I think Magic Bullet is better than Sacrifice, though, if I had to pick one. I agree. I agree. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And that's all our feedback. And it's their loss, Bruce, that they don't know you. <laughs> really their loss. Hey, everyone. If you want to be like Bruce and send us feedback, you can do that by sending us an email at... Redemptioncast at gmail.com. You can also send us a tweet, uh, 280 characters worth, even, <laughs> at Redemptioncast. You can go to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash potentialcast. Potentialcast. And potentialcast.blogspot.com is where episodes are located. Old school style, where you got to click a link and all that jazz, man. <laughs> hey, Matt, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Sure. I'd like to plug my podcast, Hooplecast, 
which was a podcast about Deadwood, but since we wrapped Deadwood, we're covering premieres of HBO dramas, and we most recently covered Big Love and Five Days, and then next on the agenda will be John from Cincinnati and Tell Me You Love Me. Just all the favorites, all the shows <laughs> that people remember when they were HBO subscribers. We're talking about all of them. So find us at hooplacast.com. Are you doing these chronologi- uh, in chronological order? Yes, we are. So we are up through like 2006. Wow. Are you going to do Sex and the City? Only doing dramas. Oh, that is a drama. That is a drama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference between dramas and a show with a lot of drama on it. <laughs> I mean, Robin, terrible. <laughs> I need my jokes. <laughs> um, sorry about that. Um, so, uh, you, did you want to ask me what's coming up next? <laughs> hey, what's coming Robin, up next, Robin? What's coming? Silence, guest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do what I want. <laughs> uh, hey, Robin, yeah. uh, what Matt said. Okay. Uh, we have the final two episodes of season four. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, they are called Peace Out and Home. And uh, hmm. my opinion spoiler is just hold on till the end. <laughs> so, Kim, you want to predict what Peace Out's going to be about? <laughs> Not really. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> um, Angel's going to completely take care of all those spider crawly animatronic things, and he's going to have some stupid one liner at the end where he says "peace out," and he goes back to. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw the next title when uh, Netflix came up. So. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm very wrong. I hope whoever says peace out uh, tops it off with Girl Scout. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what do you think uh, home means? Well, he, he goes back home to Los Angeles. And hmm. what's her face? Jasmine goes where, where somewhere, and Cordelia goes somewhere, which will be her permanent home. Hmm. Oh, I've got all sorts of stories for next week. It's going to be fun. Also, uh, <laughs> Tim Minear returns next week. Next, sorry, next well, next year, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim Minear returns to Angel to do that season finale. If so, uh, get you excited for that. Very, yeah. All right. Well, on that note, hi everyone. I need no one. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Amy Acker. <laughs> Bye. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, Amy. Actor. See you in 20 minutes, Amy. <laughs> Bye. Namaste. Is she coming on to your uh, person Bye, of guys. interest podcast? Or... <laughs> Toodles. Gotta go. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. My battery is dead. Good night. Bye, Matt. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. What have you done to my friends? I've done nothing. This is who they are. Didn't you know that? No, I didn't. Now learn something about yourself. No. I refuse. Jim, try to be open about this. About what? I've made the wrong choices in my life. But I turned left when I should have turned right. I know what my weaknesses are. I don't need Cyborg to take me on a tour of them. If you just unbend at all. And be brainwashed by this con man. I was wrong. This con man took away my pain. Damn it, Bones, you're a doctor. You know that pain and guilt can't be taken away with a wave of a magic wand. 
Though the things we carry with us are the things that make us who we are. If we lose them, we lose ourselves. I don't want my pain taken away. I need my pain.
Yeah, I know. I missed the old theme. I might just have to put it in this week. That's what she said. Mm. You changed the theme? <laughs> it's not appropriate to say that's what she said in this political climate. But, what? That, it is when he's alluding to a woman pegging a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think it's totally cool. Peg the patriarchy, motherfuckers. Yeah. All right, let's get going. You're listening to Redemption. That's exactly what he meant. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's okay.